Thoughts Aloud podcast. Thoughts Aloud is back for season three with its host, Kofi E. Even though when he's acting like a fool, you know you're loving every single thing he do. Thoughts Aloud, Thoughts Aloud, it's season three. Welcome back <laughs> to another season of Thoughts Aloud, season motherfucking three. <laughs> I'm a little late, but mind your business. But this episode marks the one year anniversary of Thoughts Aloud, the little old podcast I could, which was honestly birthed out of boredom during the height of the pandemic and has grown to be so much more. I don't know what this season has in store, but I'm glad to go along for the ride. If you haven't left a review, I'm giving you a little side eye, just a little bit. But nevertheless, let's begin. If you've been a Thoughts Aloud listener from early on, you'll recall I talked about a reality competition show called Big Brother on CBS, season one, episode two to be specific. I discussed the issues surrounding diversity, microaggressions minority contestants often had to face, and an overall shitty experience for Black and other contestants of color. Well, after years of backlash and controversy, this year CBS decided to start a new initiative that stated going forward it vowed to cast at least 50% Black, Indigenous, and People of Color contestants, also known as BIPOC. (laughs) Well, music to my ears because this current ongoing season of Big Brother, season 23, did just that with six of the 16 house guests being black and two others being people of color. I don't know why it has to be an even split with the other ethnicity, but I'll take what I can get for now. And you might think six black house guests, that's like not that big of a deal when it's 16 people. But look, in seasons past, there has been one, maybe two if we're lucky. So to have six black house guests in this show is like groundbreaking earth-shattering changes. So it was like from the jump, from the moment we saw the casting announcement, we knew something was going to be different about this season. But anyways, as a result of this casting, history was made a few weeks ago when the six black competitors who formed a group named the Cookout Alliance, staying on brand, love it, (laughs) at the start of the season made it to the final six, ensuring that the show would finally have its first black winner in 21 years. And this year is actually the biggest cash price ever in the show's history with the prize being $750,000. And it's going to go to a Black person. We love to see it. I won't belabor you with how they achieved this feat. It's more exciting to watch. But for many Big Brother fans, especially with minority backgrounds, this moment has been a long time coming. Decades long. This show has been on since 2002. And we're now about to have our first Black winner. Mm. (sighs) But anyways, this achievement that the Cookout Alliance has been able to accomplish has just been a breath of fresh air, as well as a mix of emotions. And it's interesting because all six members of the Cookout Alliance, they didn't even like each other. How even at times they had thoughts of eliminating each other for the sake of other friendships they made outside of the Alliance. But in the end, they held through to their first and foremost cause. And for that, they have my respect because... (laughs) I only liked a handful of its members in terms of the Cookout, but, you know, we move. Last thing I'll say about this is how comical I find it. When I go on Facebook, also known as Facebook, don't ask me why I still have Facebook, mind your business. 
and a certain demographic are so upset about this alliance and how they eliminated all the non-black players, calling this season boring, calling the cookout racist, and if the shoe was on the other foot, and so on. Mind you, the shoe has been on the other foot for 22 other seasons, minority contestants always being the first to be evicted, day one alliances being formed by all white house guests for no other reason than them all being white. And as a result, mysteriously, everyone else has to go. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me laugh because while they huff and puff and vocally express how they won't watch the show anymore, on the other side, more BIPOC. <laughs> the acronym is so annoyingly funny, have decided to watch this show out of a newfound interest and also to just generally support. And all I can say is you love to see it. Grab a plate and welcome to the cookout. On another episode of Thoughts Aloud. (laughs) Hey, you miss one, you miss a lot. I talked about my barbershop blues and how one time when I went to my barber, let's call him Bray, He shaved off my beard completely when I told him to shape it. And anyone who's ever tried to grow a beard knows, you don't mess with the beard, the beard growing process, okay? (laughs) Thankfully, I have not had to struggle in that um, regard. You know, I'm blessed in that way. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, so that was season one, episode seven. Well, after many other inconveniences and one more serious issue that I will not disclose here at this time, I decided it was time for us to part ways. Thankfully, I found another barber who was much more professional, had his own private shop, the whole nine yards, though he's been showing his ass too, so I just can't win. Gone are the days of my barber in Maryland, the bee's knees. When I first moved to my current city, I actually planned my commutes back to Maryland around when I could get a haircut. Imagine that. Imagine traveling four hours for a haircut, but alas, I could not sustain that. (laughs) Anywho, one day I was bored and I said, let me look at Bray's reviews on the booking app that I use to see, you know, if I've missed anything. And (sighs) when I first found him, all I saw was the five-star reviews at the top. So I was like, great, wonderful. But this week, when I kept scrolling, this is what it had to say. One reviewer said, he's blatantly disrespectful, all caps, of his customer's time. He's constantly running late, sometimes by hours, and doesn't follow the appointment scheduled. For one appointment, he didn't even show up. He may be a good barber, but he's not worth the waste of time and aggravation. I'm never coming back. (laughs) Another one states, so you know what's crazy? After reading his reviews, I still scheduled an appointment. I got there at 1230. One of the other barbers asked if they could help, and I explained I was waiting for Bray. Then he said, good luck with that, because he probably won't be here till tomorrow. I waited till 130. He never showed. And there are many others. Now, I'm not reading these reviews to put him on blast, but I find some solace knowing that I'm not alone in my old barber's tomfoolery. And it's just crazy because with barbers and other, you know, cosmetic professionals, look, if they are good at what they do, plus they can be professional when it comes to, you know, rates, being on time, just, you know, regular business practices, imagine how much money they could be making, but they just fumble the bag every time because... I don't know if they need a business manager. I don't know if they need someone to help run their books, something. But like, y'all are just fumbling the bag, losing customers left and right. Because you have the cosmetic skills, but you don't have the business savviness that you need to sustain. But yeah, it's just crazy, you know? And you know, time is of the essence. And for me and many others, we simply ran out. Oh, little Nas X, Mr. Old Town Road himself. 
Wow, that song feels like it came out ages ago from where he is now. But yes, Little Nas X, the queen of trolling and clapbacks, as well as just being an overall great social media marketer. This past weekend, Little Nas X finally delivered his baby Montero, his debut album after months of performances, publicity stunts, and more shenanigans. A part of me was worried that when his album finally did come out, it wasn't going to live up to expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised to find I found myself liking a good number of the songs. Honestly, the kid is harmless, and any strong dislike for him, I have to say, in my opinion, is rooted in homophobia. It just is. And I'd rather people admit that than try to disguise it as something else. Negativity aside, I just appreciate him for being his authentic self and overcoming his past struggles, and I wish him nothing but the best in the future. So I started YouTube at the start of 2021, another creative project born out of pandemic boredom. (laughs) And it's been going well, you know, nearing 2,000 subscribers, amassing almost 165,000 views total, and so on. That aside, I've been thinking about the comments. Oh, the lovely YouTube comments. Thankfully, most of them have been great. (laughs) People sharing how my videos have helped them through tough times, how excited they are anytime they see a new upload, compliments on my physical beauty, you know, the usual, and so on. I crack myself up. On the other hand, there have been some not so pleasant ones. And these are the ones that always make me laugh because, baby, you are not hurting my feelings over here. We're good over here. (laughs) If anything, I appreciate the negative comments because if they're not talking, they're not watching. A comment is a comment. Amen. I think Whitney Houston once said in relation to reviews of her performances, you can't take too much stock into what people say, good or bad, but especially good, because if you give too much weight to what they say when they're good, you'll end up having to do the same when they are not so good. So you just have to be, you know, you just have to be who you are through and through. But with that being said, it's just been an interesting time and I'm excited to, you know, see where I go from here. So cheers to myself, I guess. (laughs) Do you ever have a childhood experience just pop back into your head and you're like, oh yeah, that happened. Anyone? Just me? Okay. (laughs) Well, I was doing something, probably nothing, and I just thought back to my Sunday family afternoons at the Chinese buffet. Wait, no, actually, I remember what we call this memory. Here's a TikTok from Promise Elisa. I just feel like there should be a study on the bondage that Chinese buffets have on African parents. And I feel like it's this way for a lot of immigrants, but I'm just saying African because that's me. But Mother's Day, Chinese buffet, Father's Day, birthdays, graduations, buffet. I had never gone to a real restaurant until I was an adult. And we would get so dressed up. My parents had me thinking General Tso's and Lo Mein was like gourmet Michelin star meals. Okay, so yes to everything she said. So yes, we, along with many others, loved the buffet until we didn't, or at least my mother. (laughs) So though the buffet is supposed to be unlimited, right? You know, that's the whole branding of it. You know, buffet, unlimited, all that stuff. After about two hours, you know, Baby, they are clearing your dishes and dropping those fortune cookies on your table. It is time for you to go. You know, that's their like polite way of saying you've been here long enough. You've eaten enough. You know, you got to go. We need to get the next people in. I get it. But also, you know, unlimited is unlimited, you know. (laughs) Well, after having this happen to us one too many times, my mom was fed up and decided to give the staff a piece of her mind on our way out (laughs) for the final time. (laughs) Use your imagination. But she expressed her frustration the way any African mother would. (laughs) with getting the boots 
after a wonderful church service and just trying to enjoy a meal with her family <laughs> as the rest of my family just, you know, looked on in embarrassment. I don't think we returned to that buffet after that. And soon after, it was turned into a laundromat. So it's safe to say my mother's lack of patronage was the final nail in the coffin of that Chinese buffet. Or at least that's what my mom would like to think. <laughs> This season on Thoughts Aloud, I've decided to switch it up a bit, and instead of doing a quote of the week, I've decided to give you a song or songs of the week. Sometimes my Spotify Discover Weekly just gets me, and I have to share. For today, I have two. The first I heard around TikTok, but most recently it played during an episode of Apple TV's Ted Lasso, which I'll have to talk about another day. Here is Strange by Celeste. You know, you know, those lyrics just got me right in the feels, you know? Yeah. I won't reminisce here. <laughs> I won't reminisce here. The person might be listening. <laughs> Let me keep going. The second song this week is by none other than our good Judy, Little Nas X. Here's Am I Dreaming? something about these songs creatives put out about being remembered like Beyonce's I Was Here, Queen's The Show Must Go On, and now Am I Dreaming by Little Nas X that resonate with me. I think a lot of us want to leave our mark on the world in one way or another, you know? Whether that be through family legacy or, you know, creative projects and pursuits or, you know, something less pleasant. But, you know, yeah, that's what I thought about when I heard this song and that's my second song of the week. So that wraps up the first annual song or songs of the week. Uh, hip hop helicopter. <laughs> wow, that episode of Proud Family came out 19 years ago. Oh, how time flies. Uh, I'm getting older. Shout out to Billy Eilish. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia, for the inspiration for the season three theme song. Speaking of time, though, thank you for listening to the season three premiere of Thoughts Aloud. I honestly didn't know if I would be back for another season. The network was on the fence about renewing me. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well. But thanks to the outpouring of requests for another season, here I am and here I'll stay. I'll be back in a few weeks following our new bi-weekly schedule. But until then, get ready for the winter. My favorite season. Winter is, in fact, coming. Be well and goodbye.